Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Scary Story Podcast brings original short scary stories right to your ears every week. Like Dead of Night, the story of a man who moves into a new apartment building only to discover its sinister foundation. Or another recent one, The Delivery, where a man discovers a family secret hidden in plain sight. Have you ever listened to a scary story that lingers as if it reminds you of a long-lost memory? My name is Edwin Covarrubias, host and writer over at Scary Story Podcast, where every episode brings you a short, original scary story every week. The stories are read just like this, me telling you a frightening story that will blur the lines between this and the world of hauntings, ghosts, experiences that defy logical explanation. You can join us by searching for Scary Story Podcast on your app right now. It's the show by Scary FM. I'll see you over on Scary Story Podcast. Hello, my dark darlings. I'm Markia, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. To our veteran listeners and those sheltering in the dark with us for the first time, welcome. I'm really excited to announce that we're doing our first live event. On Thursday, April 8th at 5 p.m. EST, 8 p.m. PST, I will host the Something Scary live show. Tickets are on sale now at loopedlive.com. L-O-O-P-E-D-L-I-V-E.com. Loopedlive.com. I'm going to record an episode of this podcast live, and I'm also going to have some other scary storytellers join me. And afterwards, we'll have a meet and greet. So scary and fun times can be had by all. Looking forward to hanging out with you Thursday, April 8th, 5 p.m. EST, 8 p.m. PST. I hope you're prepared for a podcast devoted to a specific type of dark darling. And that is our cats. Cats are more than just our lovable pets. They bring comfort when we are down and endless entertainment when we need it most. Many cultures revere them as magical creatures who will bring good fortune to those who house and care for them. But if they're not treated with the respect they deserve, they can quickly go from bringing good fortune to wrecking havoc on your life. First, a warning from the bones of the dead, followed by a haunting childhood memory. Then, a cat seeks revenge. Finally, in our featured story, The Last Life of Nine. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week. 
And of those, the scariest ones make it into our podcast, along with the story that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. If you'd like to support Something Scary, then consider joining our Patreon. As a patron, not only can you help the show and see ad-free episodes, but you can also be a part of the horror and hear your name featured in one of our podcasts or weekly video stories. Visit patreon.com snarled. So, want to hear something scary? The Claws of Anarchy The resting place of the deceased should never be trespassed without good reason, because you never know what will follow you home. Like in this story, written by Maggie and Isabel M. Isabel was walking home from school one dreary, drizzling afternoon. She trembled as the frigid air cut through her coat, the clouds overhead threatened snow, and her weather app confirmed it was about to get even worse. Her GPS showed an upcoming route that looked like it would shave 15 minutes off her commute, a thought that became more tempting with every shivering step. When Isabeau arrived at the trailhead forking into the other possible path, she paused. It was a trail through the forest. The forest was dense, and when she was a child, her mother had always told her to stick to the roads and never take any forest trails. She'd warned her that strange spirits roamed, and people who went in met with equally strange ends. They're just stories to scare children, Isabeau said to herself as she headed down the forest path. Inside, it was dark, silent, and eerie. No birds sang, no squirrels rummaged in the underbrush. The only sound Isabeau heard was that of her own footsteps, crunching leaves. It must be because of the storm, she thought. The animals are taking shelter ahead of the snow. That's all. Continuing forward, her steps moving her along a little more quickly, Isabeau noticed a strange patch of rock encircled earth. When she moved closer to take a better look, she saw that they were a collection of crooked wooden crosses. She realized it was a cemetery. She squinted her eyes against the shadows. The graves were time-worn and covered in moss. Only one cross still bore a legible etching. Crabby cat? Isabeau said, now chuckling. This was a graveyard for pets. Recalling a creepy book about pet cemeteries that sat on her parents' bookshelf, she stopped laughing immediately. It was getting late. Isabeau was just turning to continue home when the sweet, sickly scent of earth and rot tickled her senses, and she noticed that the ground beneath Crabby Cat's marker had been recently disturbed. She thought it must have been scavengers looking for bits and bones to gnaw. After walking for five more minutes, Isabeau could finally see a pinprick of light ahead where the forest emptied into her neighbor's field. She started to pick up the pace when something sounded just behind her. She stopped in her tracks and whipped her head around. 
but there was nothing there. She continued. There it was again. The crunch of leaves and breaking of twigs in the brush behind her. The sound of something following her. Who's there? Isabeau shouted, spinning around once more. The sound stopped. She spun around and broke into a run toward her house. The sound began again and was right on her heels now and so much faster than before. Isabeau cried out, turning to finally face her pursuer. A small, mangy cat? Hello, kitty, she said. You couldn't possibly be the cause of all that racket. The cat stared back at her. Something was off about this animal. It had a strange purple glow in its staring eyes, and jutting out at random intervals from its long fur were bits of bright white. They were too hard and gleaming to be patches of fur. It looked like bone? Normally, she would help any animal in need, but something about this cat was wrong. And there was that sickly, sweet, rotting smell again. Isabeau turned toward home again, but when she did, there was someone on the path ahead, an old woman wearing a dark dress. Never let it follow, child, said the old woman, her eyes hard and sharp. Don't let the clickety cat follow you home. The woman's voice was strangely faint, as if it had come in on a wind rather than her mouth. Isabeau screamed and rushed past the figure. The old woman reached out a gnarled hand as if to grab at her, but her hand passed right through Isabeau's wrist. Stop, girl. Don't lead it home, the woman warned. But Isabeau was too overcome with fear to hear the woman's plea. She ran as fast as her feet could carry her until her breath came in ragged gasps. The sound of tiny, perhaps undead paws followed her relentlessly until she came breathless to her front door. Then the clicking and clacking behind her stopped abruptly. Isabeau didn't know what had happened in those woods, but it was over now. She was safe. That night at dinner, Isabeau was unusually quiet. Her mother asked her if everything was okay. She told her she was fine and just wanted to go to bed. Later that night, Isabeau's mom checked on her, and when she looked inside her daughter's room, she screamed. She lunged for the scrap and bone creature that sat on her Isabeau's sleeping chest. The zombie cat hissed at her and continued siphoning the energy from the sleeping girl's body. Isabeau's mother swung at the cat It turned its hateful purple eyes on her and let out another spine-tingling hiss before leaping from the bed and disappearing into the dark. Isabeau woke groggily as her mother swept her into her arms. What's happening? She groaned. You were having a nightmare, her mother fibbed. Don't worry, it won't come back. But it would come back. Once it follows you home, the clickety cat always comes back. Thank you so much, Maggie and Isabeau M., for this wonderful cat tale. 
I'm wondering if the two of you have had a recent experience with a pet cemetery. How about you, listener? Have you ever come across a pet cemetery? Would you have stopped to help this cat if it looked like it was in pain? Have you ever ignored advice from an older person? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. It's time to turn off the lights and turn on the dark. <laughs> this is Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. Good evening, listener. I'm Steve Taylor, your host to a horror anthology podcast where we ask you to depart from your safe perception of reality to descend with us into the frightening depths and dark corners of twisted imaginations. With carefully curated original tales of terror each week, our deepest rooted fears are brought to the forefront by a diverse cast of voice talent and masterfully eerie sound design that bring these stories to life. We'll give you tales of unnerving encounters with the occult, harrowing hauntings, and sinister seances that show just how darkness knows no bounds. If you're like us here at Chilling Tales and enjoy feeling your stomach filling with dread as dastardly demons dance in your head, make sure to check out Chilling Tales for Dark Nights on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe now to always be the first to enjoy the horror show. Knowing the truth can be more terrifying than what you have seen with your own eyes. Like in this true story inspired by Erica. Hi, Markia. I want to tell you about a horrifying experience I had that all started on my 10th birthday. As a present, my parents were getting me a new cat. We went to the animal shelter and I found the sweetest one. She was black with a white stripe. I knew she would get along with our dog, Mariska, so we decided to adopt her. While my mom signed some papers, we were told to pick out a free food bowl from the cardboard box. It was filled to the brim with slightly used food dishes. 
each adoptive family could take one for their new pet. My father, holding my little brother Ryan, looked at him and asked which one he wanted. He just stared, mesmerized at the box. Then he pointed and said, green. My dad grabbed the first green bowl he saw, but little did he know, he made the worst choice. When we got home, my father filled the bowl with water and placed it on the floor in the kitchen. It was a beaten up green fish-shaped bowl. It was pretty ugly. I laughed to myself thinking dad must have had his hands full with my brother when he made the choice. I sat there playing with my new cat, Midnight, and tried to help her get used to our dog, Mariska. Suddenly, I heard an unusual sound. It was almost like slurping or somebody playing with slime. It seemed to be coming from the bowl. As I was about to look behind me to check, Mariska licked my face, causing me to close my eyes. By the time I had opened them again, the sound had stopped. I brushed it off and continued playing. After a few days, Midnight and Mariska were best friends. They were sleeping on either side of me in the living room when I heard the sound again. I jumped up and ran into the kitchen and saw the noise was coming from the green fishbowl vibrating on the ground. Mariska and Midnight cowered behind me. We continued to watch the bowl and it appeared to shake. Mariska barked at it. Midnight took off down the hallway and when I looked back, the sound and movement stopped. I told my parents, but they didn't believe me. They thought I was making it up, but I knew what I saw. Even my pets had seen it. One day, my mother was taking my siblings to run errands and my father, working in his office, asked me to feed the animals. I fed Mariska, but I was uneasy about going near midnight's creepy fishbowl. I cautiously picked up the bowl and filled it with water. As I walked slowly to put it down, the water appeared to be evaporating before my eyes. Then, the slurping noise began. It sounded like it was right in my ear. I dropped the bowl and screamed for my dad. He came running in and I pointed to the bowl. He froze. We both watched it scooting across the floor. There was no doubt now that what I had been saying was true. We stood there as the bowl inched towards us. And with that, the slurping sound became louder and more aggressive. Mariska's bark startled us all. My father pulled me behind him and told me to go to my room and lock the door. I grabbed Midnight as I ran toward my bedroom. I called for Mariska, but she stayed dutifully by my father's side, howling and prepared to attack. I sat in my closet with a pillow over my head as I held Midnight close to my chest. I have no idea how long I was in there. It felt like forever and and only minutes at the same time. My mother finally pulled me from my closet, sobbing and hugging me close. I remember my father having bloodied hands and there was no sign of the fishbowl or my dog, Mariska. My siblings weren't there when it happened and are too little to remember the trauma. When I've tried to talk to my parents about the incident, they're incredibly vague. I know they haven't told me the whole story, 
and it drives me mad that they behave as though nothing terrible happened that day. Thank you, Erica, so much for sharing this experience with us. And I really hope that you've been able to work through what happened that day. So, our listeners, how would you convince someone of something unbelievable that you had witnessed? Have you had your pets try to protect you? Could you not see what they were trying to protect you from? Tell us at somethingscary@snarl.com. If you treat an animal with less respect than you would a human, they will be forced to remind you who is really superior. Like in this story, inspired by Rachel. One night, Farhan snuck out of his house past curfew to meet up with some friends. Even worse, he took his grandparents' car without permission. He had a great night with his friends and lost track of the time. Once he realized the sun would soon rise, he hopped in the car and began speeding home, trying to make it back before everyone woke. Farhan's eyes felt heavy, and he was drowsy as he drove down the empty, hypnotic road. He closed his eyes for just a moment, and because of this, he didn't see the stray cat as it darted in front of his car. He slammed on the brakes, but before he even knew what had happened, he had struck the cat. Farhan was in such shock, he stayed in the car for a full minute to catch his breath. He finally stepped out to check on the cat, but it was already dead. Farhan felt guilty, but also scared. He left the dead cat laying on the road and went straight home. Farhan knew that in his Indonesian and Islamic culture, When one accidentally kills a stray animal, they should wrap it up in a piece of their own clothing and give the animal a proper burial. But he didn't have enough time for that. All he could think about was getting back quickly so he wouldn't get in trouble. When he finally arrived home, he tried to sneak into the house, but his two Labrador retrievers went wild barking and growling. He'd had them since they were puppies, but that morning, they treated him like a stranger. He counted himself lucky that he'd managed to make it back into his bedroom before anyone else in the house saw him. But over the next two weeks, strange things continued to happen to Farhan. The dogs showed him no love and had only glares for him. Or worse, sometimes they even growled baring their teeth whenever he passed too close. In the middle of the night, he kept waking to the sounds of cats crying and screeching. It sounded like it was coming from inside his bedroom, but when he searched, nothing was ever there. The cat's cries tormented him. He could no longer sleep. Now, he just sat on the couch all night with the TV blaring to better drive out the noise in his head. The rest of his family began to worry about him. His sister tried to get him out of the house and eventually convinced him to take her daily walk with her to feed the birds and stray cats. As the two walked together, a pack of neighborhood stray cats went to her as usual, eating food right from her hand. But then, 
one of the cats looked up at Farhan and back bent started to hiss. This got the attention of the rest of the pack. Surrounding him, another cat got close and swiped at him with its sharp claws. Two others began to bite at his ankles, drawing blood. Farhan ran off down the street back to his house with a pack of cats on his heels. When his sister returned home, Farhan broke down and told her and the family exactly what had happened. He came clean about taking the car and killing the cat, along with the guilt and the unusual events that had been occurring ever since. His grandmother, R. Nanek, was incredibly disappointed, but knew what had to be done. She immediately took Farhan to a kiai, a spiritual expert in the Islamic religion. After hearing the story, the kiai then performed a rukya. It's a ritual similar to an exorcism to get rid of the spirit that had attached itself to Farhan. In the midst of the ritual, he heard a loud hissing and the growling of cats echoing through his ears, just like the ones he'd heard in his bedroom. Neither his nanak or the kiai heard it. After the ritual was completed, Farhan was told to also pay respects to the place where he'd left the dead cat and pray for its soul. After a week of this vigil, his night terrors lifted. Animal reactions around him returned to normal as well, relieved, yet still feeling some guilt over his past actions, Farhan vowed to never disrespect an animal's life in such a way again. Thank you so much, Rachel, for inspiring this spooky tale. I would hate it if animals just turned against me like this. I'm always the one that's picking up a cat or petting a dog. So how about you, listener? Have you ever done something bad that you lied about? Were you able to fix the situation or did that guilt eat away at you? Take special care with everything you love, or you will lose them, and the guilt from your misplaced attention will haunt you forever. Selena was running around, preparing last-minute decorations for her DIY bachelorette party. She arranged beautiful roses into the last centerpiece. As she was finishing up the display, her cat, Princess, jumped onto the table incessantly determined to get Selena's attention. The cat bumped against the vase, and it fell to the floor, shattering. Princess, no! Bad kitty! Selena quickly cleaned up the mess as the first guest arrived. Everything was almost perfect. The decor, the snacks, the mood. Selena's friends arrived in the spirit to celebrate. They danced and played games. The only thing that wasn't perfect was Princess. The cat kept getting in the way of the guests and always seemed to be underfoot of Selena. She tried to put the cat in the bedroom, but its loud cries could be heard over the sounds of the party. When Selena let the cat out, it began running all through the house. As the maid of honor was in the midst of giving a toast, Princess jumped onto the couch, causing Selena's drink to spill. Selena yelled, startled as cold champagne splashed down her dress. She then scooped Princess up and put her outside in the backyard. 
Will she be okay? Asked Hazel, her maid of honor. Princess is an indoor cat. Selena shook her head and assured everyone that the backyard was fenced in and that Princess couldn't possibly escape. Or so she hoped. The rest of the party was a success and the ladies laughed and toasted her upcoming nuptials late into the night. Later, as Hazel helped Selena clean up, she noticed the toilet paper in the bathroom was shredded. Laughing, she pointed out that Princess must have been furious, with everyone invading her space and taking all of Selena's attention. Selena stilled, horrified. Princess was still outside. She rushed into the backyard, but Princess was nowhere to be found. She must have climbed over the fence. Guilt-stricken, Selena ran out of the house and began searching frantically for her cat. It was cold as Selena wandered the streets, increasingly nervous for her furry friend. She spotted several cats lounging in the night, but none were her princess. Just as she was about to give up, she saw a cat in the distance that looked like princess, but when Selena called her name, the cat would walk away. If Selena turned away, the cat would meow and come closer. Was it princess? It was too dark to tell. But this cat seemed to want Selena to follow it, so she did. Suddenly, the cat bolted down a side street, and when Selena went after it, her worst fear came true. Princess! Selena cried as she ran toward her limp, lifeless friend that laid in the middle of the street. As she fell to her knees and cried for her friend, the other cat stepped into the light and approached her. The cat was identical to Princess. She tried to pet it, but was shocked to see her hand merely pass through the cat. At that moment, Selena realized this wasn't just a cat that looked like hers. It was Princess's ghost. As Princess's ghost stared at Selena with its green cat eyes, she begged for forgiveness. I'm so sorry, Princess. I should have been a better mom for you, please. I'll do anything to make this right. Princess's ghost purred. Your offer is accepted, my sweet Selena. Startled, Selena felt her body go cold. Shivering and shuddering, she jumped up and away, trying to run back home. But she had trouble walking. It was almost as if she was no longer used to walking on her own two legs. As she passed by a storefront, she caught a glimpse of herself. Her eyes shone. She had had brown eyes all her life, but now, staring back at her, they were the sharp green eyes of a cat. Selena let out a sharp hiss, then whispered under her breath. At the end of our ninth life, every cat gets one wish. Living on in your life was mine. Selena's mouth stretched to smile, but instead of her usual straight teeth, she revealed sharp, terrifying fangs. She felt herself purring as she then returned home as if nothing untoward had ever happened. This week's podcast stories were edited by Markeia McCarty, Sarah Lukasiewicz, and Dennis Culver. Narration by Markeia McCarty. 
Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Art and graphics by Mari Carlson. Produced by Hannah Mullen and Marquia McCarty. Music by Sapphire Sandalo and Calvin Linderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, my dark darlings, sweet dreams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 